This is Dr. Jeff Meldrum, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, because... Ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's Paria. Hey there, fellow zoners and paranormal ponderers. You are in the Paranomaly Zone, your weekly dose of all things, you guessed it, paranormal, strange, and mysterious. And we've got a great one lined up for you today. Part one of our chat with author of Erie, Oklahoma, Heather Woodward. We were in the middle of a fantastic chat about all things paranormal when disaster struck and I had a total system failure. But alas, ladies and gentlemen, Said Lost Audio was recovered, and we are now going to join this chat in progress. This is now going to be known as part one of our chat with psychic, medium, clairvoyant, channeler, and author of Erie, Oklahoma, Miss Heather Woodward. This was a fantastic conversation. We cannot wait to have Heather return for part two. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. You can find Heather's book on Amazon. You can find Heather all over social media. And you can listen to her podcast, NVUS Alien Pod, wherever your favorite podcasts can be found. The ending of this chat may seem a bit abrupt, but no fear. Part two, coming soon. Yeah, yeah I, I'm i um, pretty open. I've been doing this shit for 20-something years. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I've Experience. run the gamut. Yeah. <laughs> run the gamut so yeah. you can ask me anything i'm like whatever <laughs> what i really loved on that list was uh um using psychic powers for uh ghost hunting and things like that that would oh, be yeah. really okay sure yeah i you know we patrick and i both have some sensitivity we feel things it's for me it's been uh it's something that i need to work on and develop and learn more about but but it's it been in my family for generations so I just want to carry that on and uh you know i get feelings at places we go to investigate and it's a lot of mm-hmm. it's very interesting yeah that's awesome and you know feelings at home here and have an interest i've lived in a lot of interesting houses so <laughs> that's amazing that's really really cool yeah, yeah so, it's, it's all about mike all the time it's just nah. mike this mike that. No, i'm kidding nah. of course i no, have no. a i have a really um I don't know how to explain it, but I'm I'm psychic, but I I am really techie too, and so people get really mm-hmm. confused yeah. because yeah. I do carry my tech bag with me. So I would be like, okay, I feel something over here, and then I'll pull out the stuff, and people are like, wait, I thought you were psychic. I'm like, I am, but that doesn't mean that yeah. that I I'm not gonna yeah. totally disband a exactly. whole section of a paranormal investigating just because i can feel things i i like to to make sure that um we're both on track you know what i mean we're right exactly but, yeah, yeah so and that's the way patrick and i think would do it if we added in as much psychic ability that we can we would uh, it, we would always fall back on technology 
Yeah. You know, I think that's a good good formal way to kind of ease our ways ease our way into the the beginning of our chat here. I have been recording the whole time here, so I may or may may not share some of that uh, audio goal that we were just uh, discussing. That's great. Patrick likes to say we start sharing it right at the beginning because you don't know what gold we might find. Exactly. (laughs) Which is very true. So we are... uh, this is a pleasure. We have the joy and the privilege of speaking with author Heather Woodward. Now, Heather, your book here, which, looky here, <laughs> nice, beautiful book. I am looking forward to devouring this. I just received this the other day. Thank you so much. Um, not only are we going to talk about this, we have to talk about your book. But on your one sheet, on your website, you know, you are also, aside from being an author, you are also uh, described as a clairvoyant channeler psychic and medium now we have a pretty smart listening audience and so chances are they all know all about clairvoyance medium psychics and and so forth but could you talk up a little bit about maybe perhaps the differences between clairvoyance being a psychic being a medium and a uh, channeler sure God, that sounds so fancy when you say it. Um, Very impressive list. <laughs> I know. In my everyday life, it's just, you know, the dishes. So it's um, it's funny when people say it. Um, okay. So there's different ways of being psychic. So we have a whole list, a whole gamut, because your psychic abilities are really based on your experiences. So some people are hearing, some people are seeing, some people are feeling, some people are touch-based. It just depends on on how you navigate through the world naturally. So I'm clairvoyant, which means I see things. So I see things in my head. Essentially, it's like movie theater. So when I go into a haunted location or when I go anywhere, really, and I'm turning on my psychic abilities, um, really, I see things. So I'll see things in front of me or in my mind's eye or... It'll be like just snippets of things too. It's never in order, um, which is really annoying. But it's just whatever the strongest energy is of the place. Um, The psychic part is that I do get like knowing feelings where I'm like, oh, this is about to happen. But I don't really know what is going to happen. I just know something is going to happen. So that's the psychic part of it. Or I can go into a room and just feel the energy is off or there's something weird about it that's just not normal that's the psychic part um channeling is a whole different ball game channeling is where you literally go into like a trance state and then you willingly or consciously download information Hmm. so um it's really hard to channel and you (sighs) How do I say it? You Like psychic abilities, you can kind of just wander around and do what you need to do. Same with clairvoyance because it just kind of happens. With channeling, you really have to like focus your energy. You have to get into a meditative state. You have to really like become in a comfortable place. Um, it's it, There's more of a setup to it. And so um, when you're channeling too, you're usually channeling from a higher source or some people channel from, from alien beings or whatever. Whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter where you want to channel. Um, so, for instance, I have a dream machine behind me. You can see it right there in my, in my pyramid. And so we use that for for channeling where you turn it on, go into the pyramid, you turn it on, you get entranced by the, the spinning light. And then you uh, the other day we were doing it, me and my friend were doing it to consciously uh, learn about the future. So what do we need to know about the future? Hmm. And then we recorded it. And then uh, I kept saying, uh, there's going to be an earthquake. 
there's going to be on a fault line. I don't know where it is, but there's going to be an earthquake. It feels like it's near water. So I'm going to say California. I was totally wrong. It was Turkey. But I knew there was going to be an earthquake and I knew it's going to be in a fault line. And it was, it was, it was on a specific fault line. So um, that would be channeling because I'm channeling the information. Whereas in the other locations, again, it's, it's more using my senses. So, and again, the clairvoyance, I'm so strongly clairvoyant. I have, I have uh, dreams, a lot of dreams where I know pieces of it are real. And it's really weird because I'll have a normal dream where it doesn't make any sense. And there'll be one piece in it that just like, pay attention to this. And I'll wake up and I'm like, okay, what the hell was that? Hmm. What was that? That's, that wasn't supposed to be there. And usually that's the stuff I write down. And then that's the stuff that usually comes true. Um, I've had dreams where I'll write stuff down and it'll be like a two-year period where things just start to happen. And I'm like, okay, why? What was the point of that? There's no real point of it, but it does happen. Now, do you do you find that dreams are a potential common source for you know clairvoyant experiences for the everyday average person? Absolutely, um, it's the easiest and fastest way to gain information. So this is for anybody. You don't have to be psychic for this. If you set your intention before you go to sleep mm-hmm. that you want to know something or you just want some sort of clairvoyant information. Um, you can receive it because that is when you're the most open and you're kind of in the, I forget if it's Delta, I think it's Delta waves, but, um, and correct me if I'm wrong with that, but you're in a very meditative state when you go to sleep, especially uh, right before you, right before you wake up and right before you fall asleep, you're kind of in this interesting zone between the two worlds. Um, and so if you really, really pay attention, if you can do it, you can set your attention at that time and that will be quicker. Um, the other thing that I do is I will listen to binaural beats before I go to bed with a set intention. So I don't have to do the work. Hmm. Um, so more money, uh, creativity, seeing the future, whatever it is, sure. you know, you can, you can pick and choose, but I notice when I do that, it's a lot easier to come up with the information. But, um, the good thing too, is you always wake up cause you know, everybody has a, a sleep cycle minus three hours and 20 something minutes. Um, but everybody has a natural sleep cycle. Um, if you find out what your sleep cycle is and then you know, you're going to wake up in say four hours, have a pen and paper by you or a recorder and then just jot down what you saw and then go back to sleep. And then you'll find that the things that you write down right when you wake up are usually the things that come true. Mm. Yeah. Anybody Mike's, can do that. Mike's sleep cycle is 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about the Sally House? Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> oh, trying to sleep. <laughs> that was a great day. Um, I was going to ask a question about this. Now, what I do a lot of times is when I go to, to lay down to sleep, I'll get comfortable and everything, and um, I will start like uh, a meditation or uh, um, just concentrating, and it'll usually start out with, um, um, you know, I can ask some questions. I can ask some little simple uh uh you know let me know what i need to know about a certain subject or whatever um or if i want to try and contact somebody that has passed over or anything mm-hmm. um and i have had success with that but uh um i'll lay down and i'll close my eyes start to concentrate and focus and i'll start with different geometrical shapes and colors uh just like spinning and then through that i'll see faces come out or images or, uh, um, you know, people that I can, that I don't know, uh, you know, I'm not getting answers to what I 
am trying to, you know, focus on, but I'm seeing these things. I'm seeing places. I'm seeing different events, uh, um, you know, and it's interesting. But then, of course, you know, I'm I'm relaxing, and then I end in that sleep mode, and and then and that's as far as I get. Uh, so a lot of the times, I should say. That makes perfect sense, and it's all mind garbage. They call it mind garbage. Um, it's so I see pyramids. I instead of faces, I see pyramids. It's the same thing. It's um, we have to get through that that layer. That layer is just your unconscious mind throwing shit at you. I hope we can cuss. I'm sorry. I oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Patrick, sometimes. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that, He's but that, fine. that's your that's your subconscious mind just dumping. So it's like mind garbage. It's just stuff, or it's stuff in your peripheral. It's people that have been trying to contact you. It's because you're sensitive. People around you. It's their relatives going like, "Hey, you know, we're here." So you have to get past that. And once you get past that that phase, then that's where the gold happens. Sure. So I, I, I used players. to be able, I used to be able to uh sorry um you know picture uh Patrick's father and you know get a, at least an idea of his feelings or expressions or uh you know uh, you know if he's happy or not um but just lately it's just been you know it stops too mm -hmm. soon but uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of stress, a lot of medical issues, like I said earlier, but I think maybe that's blocking some things. I just need to get through all of that and, and just get back down into maybe, you know, focusing more. But Or you can just say, hey, I know this is the monkey mind working right now. You can literally say it out loud or in your head. I know this is the monkey mind right now. Let's move this away. Let's see what's really underneath this. Sure. You know, just having the conscious awareness of it, awareness of it sometimes just will move that energy away. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually have to perceive it. Um, right. Perfect. Yeah. Now, Heather, well, there, is, there is a, a, a reason why, like, at the uh, beginning of each episode when I'm doing the intro, I'll always introduce Mike as my co-host with the ghosts, you know, the, the paranormal poster boy, you know, and, and we go on from there. There's a reason that I describe him like that because he has, as he mentioned briefly, you know, he has led essentially a very, you know, air quotes, haunted life uh, ever since he was a young kid um do you believe that some people are more um susceptible to experiencing the paranormal more capable of experiencing the, the paranormal and in the same breath more capable of utilizing their psychic abilities yes absolutely and this is why and it has nothing to do with what we think it's not because we have gifts i hate when people say that they're like oh i'm so gifted I'm like no you're not bitch um there there are <laughs> there are predispositions for psychic abilities um and it just has to do with your experience in life one if we have a lot of trauma in our life if we have um in, in our in our background if we have a lot of trauma where we we've had to be hyper vigilant we are going to be we're going to have higher uh psychic abilities because we are we learned at a very young age that we have to gauge everybody's the way people feel the way people are acting we have to watch out for our safety and so we learn how to use our psychic senses a lot of people who are in those situations are either clairvoyant or they're um they have presentiment which means that they can foretell the future Mm. Or um, they just they're really empathic because they have to feel people's feelings in order to survive. So that's that's one thing. Uh, the other thing um, that is really really 
interesting about psychic abilities especially is that belief is like 90 percent of psychic abilities there's like a ton of studies there's one that the schmiedler um have you heard of the the schmiedler study 1940s is when it started and they just they keep redoing it redoing it it's called the the sheep and goat effect which basically means that well they did this because they did study uh half were sheep half were goats uh the sheep did not believe the goats did they did that. They did testing. Um, oh, I love dogs. I have some. Okay. Um, so it's fine. But um, <laughs> so dogs are gigantic too. So. <laughs> I know. So we have sheep and goats, right? So the goats believe the sheep do not. They take tests. They take a battery test. Those who believed scored like, I think it's 90% or like something like that. Some ridiculous amount. Um, they scored way higher, like 90 100 percent higher the people that did not believe did not do well on the test because they set it up that way because they did not believe they did not experience um and so this is with anything of his life like they've done this for like psychological tests too or like people with depression people without depression i mean they, they've done this, this study so many times but basically if you believe there's going to be an experience you will have it if you go in skeptical and you don't believe, you're not going to have the experience. And I've done this with, oh my goodness, so many investigators. Um, I love investigating with skeptics. It's so fun because I'll have all the experiences and they'll be like, nothing happens to me. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm just, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to go over here and have fun. You can sit here and be mean. I don't care. <laughs> but it's, so it's not about being gifted. It's about, it's about being open. It's about believing and it's about your background. Mm -hmm. So um, now the other thing too is like, so for instance, I've just used myself as an example, but my family is really open to psychic experiences. So we've always lived in haunted houses. You know, my dad took me Bigfoot hunting when I was a kid. We always talked about UFOs. So That's my family, exactly. Yeah. My, my dad and I, the relationship we had ever since I can remember. So I know what you mean. So when you have those kinds of things always in your your environment, you tend to think that's normal. And so you predict to have those experiences because that's normal to you. So of course you're going to be into ghost hunting. Of course you're going to be more psychic. Of course you're going to have dreams, right? Because that's that's your reality. Um that's so, really that's that's really, really interesting. Mike, um yeah. I want I want you to I'm sure Mike knows where I'm going with this. I think so. So, so instead of me repeating myself over and over and over again, Mike, uh, <laughs> take it away as comparing like you and me when it comes to our um, right. paranormal experiences. Well, Patrick and I are both very open-minded. Patrick's open-minded, and he always professes to be totally open-minded, which I believe him. But <laughs> <laughs> not professes, um, we, I am. Yes, he is. But um, we have been in in a lot of different uh, situations of hunt, ghost hunting and in some very interesting uh evidence that we've gotten but it takes very little for patrick to just throw it out of his mind like i don't think so you know it's like he can see something that to me it's like patrick aren't you not are you, are you not thinking that that's paranormal yeah but uh, you know and that always comes up with him and, and it's like but so open-minded so much believes mm -hmm. But there's still something that just so it, what, it just won't what click is blocking in his head. me, Heather? What is blocking me? 
because you know <laughs> I want to experience something. You know, I want to. You know, we we always say on the show, I need that proverbial, you know, slap in the face, you know, from an invisible force. Yeah. You know, of course, I don't want that to happen. But I told them I'm going to die first, and I'm the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to come and slap you in the face. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I'll be, well, I'll be waiting for it. But um, is, is there something maybe subconsciously about me that is not allowing me to experience the same? stuff that Mike experiences. We're at the same place as like Mike mentioned earlier. We were just not that long ago at the at the Sally house and that was a blast. You know, we stayed the stayed the night there and had some interesting up next to the Velisca house. Yeah the Velisca house is up next. <laughs> so I need I'm gonna double back around I yeah. promise to the to answer the question, but I I need to put a pin on the Sally house because my friend speaking of dreams, this all like coming together and I'm having one of those moments. Yeah. My friend dreamt about the Sally house. We were talking about the Sally house and now we're talking about dreams of the Sally house. Right. So <laughs> there's something right. about that, but let's get back to that. But to answer your question, um, it's probably something in your personality where, um, so I don't, I don't know about your background, but um, mm. are you generally a, a task oriented person? Yes. And are you very like grounded in like this has to happen, this has to happen, and this has to happen? Perfectionist type. Yeah, I, I would. I I <laughs> kind of I wish I wasn't as much of a perfectionist as I mean I'm far from it obviously. But if something is not out of line, or if something is out of line, I'm like ah, you know. Okay. Yeah, my 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 uh, my uh, my fiance Bridget. I drive her nuts because I have a little bit of OCD, I think. <laughs> don't, don't ever drive with Patrick. Don't, don't, hey, come on. <laughs> if you're driving, it's bad because anything you do, it, he's thinking you're going to have an accident. Yeah, and if he's driving, he only goes like 50 in a 75. You're exaggerating. Hour, he's exaggerating. Oh. So 60 uh, then. 60. Okay, I'll go with that. Are you, okay. an earth, are you an earth sign by any chance? I'm a cancer. Oh, cancer. Okay. Oh, that, all right. Um, yeah, cause and he, Mike did mention earlier, you know, on, and not to make this all about us. We're, we're, right, I'm, <laughs> oh, no, it's totally fine. I'm really, it's really uh, hitting my head there. Just yeah. so our <laughs> listeners, you know, people who are tuning in for the first time, you know, uh, when Mike mentioned my dad earlier, and Mike said he tried to reach and contact him. Yeah, my dad has did pass away many years ago when I was eight years old, and so that was like a pretty okay. profound event on uh, in my life, obviously. And I've always been open minded. I've always wanted to believe in ghosts. I do believe in ghosts. I'm, I remember my my grandpa telling me awesome ghost stories when I was a kid and I was just fascinated by him. You know, I'm still waiting for that experience. But, you know, Mike and I have experienced stuff that is indisputable and we have it on audio, you know, but I, and to me that's proof, but I still have that uh, something up there. Something up there is just like, I want okay, something Okay, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because I was, I was asking you if you're task oriented and if you're like OCD is totally, yeah. If you're type A personality, it's harder to believe. Um, what I... What I'm getting intuitively from that, that's why I was asking the question, is, is that because you have a certain procedure about doing things, when it doesn't happen the way that you need it to happen, you automatically shut off. Mm. So, and that's the thing with paranormal activity, it never happens on a schedule. Never. Even if you have a residual haunting, it never happens on a schedule. It'll happen <laughs> on the same day, Thursday, but sometimes it'll happen at 2.30 and sometimes it'll happen yeah. at 3. You know, you can kind of gauge it and be like, okay, around this time. But it's, it's never on clockwork. And so I think for you, because you have to do things A, B, C, D, when you have an expectation of what the what needs to happen, even if it's unconscious, if it doesn't happen that way, therefore it doesn't exist. Hmm. Hey, so what like you're saying is Patrick sense. pretty much, Patrick actually needs a therapist most likely. 
<laughs> no. I don't I don't know Patrick that well. No, he uh, doesn't. He's, uh, no, it's no. it's just it's <laughs> it's letting it's letting go of some of the I'm gonna use this word and but it's letting go of some of the control. It's letting go yeah. of some in if you are a water sign, so you should be able to kind of merge into the ether. But I am waging from wagering from what you said just now you don't do a lot of that you're like feelings are eh. let's just keep to the logic stuff because i can <laughs> control that and so it's really moving into that there was murky emotional waters and being okay being in that place so when the experience because you have to remember that paranormal activity is part of the human experience it's not logical we all run on feeling. We all run an experience. And so in order to meet the paranormal halfway, you have to be in that space of human experience. And that means moving straight into your feelings. Mm-hmm. It means moving into energies, the subtle energies of our body and that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's really just turning off the brain, which I know is really, really hard. It's really hard. Um, and so I think that's what's happening with you is you're, you're leaping and going, oh, that, that, that can't happen that way. It's not mm-hmm. logical. So therefore it can't happen when, if you were to turn that part of your brain off, um, you know what you need to, you know, what you need to do is you need to stimulate your mind while you're doing parental investigating. I would put on headphones while you're investigating and do some low frequency like white noise or brown noise or pink noise mm-hmm. while you're investigating to keep your mind, uh, your sure. monkey mind going. And then that way you can experience things in a completely different way. Patrick, we have uh, that that small white box. And that's, I mean, it's an old piece of equipment that we bought years ago. But that's all it does is generate white noise. And it's supposed to be able to pick, it has a very tiny speaker, external speaker that supposed to pick up maybe some EVPs or things like that. But it is a constant white noise that uh, we could utilize that easy. Try it out. Um, yeah. I, I know when I have to meditate, like when I really have to meditate, um, I can't do it. I'm, I have too much of a monkey mind. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. But it's, if I turn, it's life. Yeah. If I turn on white noise, if I turn on binaural beats or something low frequency, um, all of a sudden I get it right into a meditative state because I'm like, okay, my brain is happy now. Now I can actually do what I need to do. Mm. And so I have a feeling if you were to try that, it would you would have a whole different experience investigating. That's pretty cool. Also, that makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Try Estes. Try what? Estes, the Estes method. I explain. Okay, so the Estes method is um Okay, so it's on Kindred Spirits a lot and it's um the hell your people um I invented it. But basically you take a spirit box. And um, you connect it to a pair of headphones that are noise canceling, and then you put on a mask. Sleep, okay. Yeah, we've done that. The deprivation. Okay. I didn't know that. That so it. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I talked over my so It's kind of like no, a. Sorry. Is it kind of like a sensory deprivation technique mm-hmm. then? Okay. Uh, gotcha. But I've then, seen and, Amy and Adam do that, and yeah, and we and have s- done that. <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. That's okay. You just, so you have somebody else ask you the questions. You don't, but it's the same technique where you're you're listening to the spirit box and there's a lot of noise there's a lot of noise and so it'll keep you busy so that way you can actually hear what's going here i'm using air quotes bunny ears here but hear (laughs) 
what's going on. Um, I bet you would do great at it because um, everybody I know who has monkey mind who does it is like, oh, wow, I'm totally experiencing things right now. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, it's because you're busy. Your your mind chatter is busy with the so you can actually see what's going on. Now, you, you can take off the mask. You don't have to be. If you want to see things, you just want to hear the mm-hmm. the box. That would be great. It's just something to keep you busy. Um but I bet you if you were to do the SDs and then have him have Mike ask you questions, I bet you you're probably like way psychic, like off the hook. You don't even know it. Well, gosh, Mike, <laughs> uh, we, you know, we, we did, um, we did, like I said, experiment with the self deprivation at the Sally house. That was the first time that we have done that. And, you know, we had some really interesting results on Mike's end for sure. Uh, I thought that again, perfect example. We did it. I did it later on when Mike was asking questions and, you know, and of course I'm just negative about what I was saying. I thought I was trying too hard to hear things. You know, I wanted something to come through so bad. So whatever did come through, I was like, did I just kind of imagine that or did I actually hear that? So no, you heard it. You heard it. And that's the thing. And you don't even have to hear it. A lot of times when you put on the headphones, you don't have to hear it. It might not be actually going on in the spirit box it's whatever's going on in your head yeah uh, there are some stupid things that i've said in essays uh <laughs> i have i record them all and i'm all like what the hell am i saying right now this is fucking <laughs> stupid but then six months later i go back and like oh my god that totally makes sense now yeah and it's the dumbest stuff it's yeah. like it's the, the dumbest stuff and it's you just have to be willing to to um be okay with being wrong and being okay yeah. with being stupid um it's one of the things i learned really quickly with um so i do i do tarot readings for a living that's what i i um and mm. so i'll sometimes i'll pull cards for people or sometimes i don't use cards and i'll be i'll be talking to somebody and i'll just be like i have this stupid word in my head and i'll just say it out loud and it means so much to them and to me it means nothing like crayon i'm like why am i seeing crayons they're like oh my god and they're crying and i'm like <laughs> oh my god i just said crayon i don't know what's you know like yeah. <laughs> but it's because you just have to kind of be okay with being wrong sometimes i'm completely off and i'm like whoa i totally misread that I knew what they were trying to tell me and it meant this whole other thing, but I couldn't see it because of my own perception of the thing and my own experience. Like I said before, on the very beginning of this interview, I was saying I saw a fault line, I saw the earthquake and I saw water. So I automatically assumed it was California, but it wasn't, it was Turkey, mm-hmm. which is cover- it's surrounded by water. So um, in because I used to live in California, so my experience went there and I've been through a ton of earthquakes so of course i go there right so but that's not the right answer if i had just stuck to earthquake fault line water which is the three things i actually got and didn't put my own perception on it and my own experience on it i would have gotten the right answer so again it doesn't matter how much you do this you're always going to insert your own experience in it now, is is this something that you've experienced like your your whole life since you were a child too, or or did it did you kind of have to kind of uh, mature into you know these? I know you don't like use the word gift. You you, know, you mature into these abilities. Was there any particular event that happened to you that kind of led you down this this road, or was it more gradual? Um. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's such a loaded question because I'm not I'm sure. Good at okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. My brain is fine. He does it to me all the time. So okay, so there's there's kind of two things that happen. Like, 
so I, my childhood is not very good. And so I, I had to be really hypervigilant in order to survive. So I know that like 90% of, of my abilities are just trauma responses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've, I've gone through therapy and stuff, I've realized that and I'm like, oh my God, it's still like, what is actually me? And what are actually my abilities? Because like, let's parse this out a little bit. But um, I think even if I were to have the, the, the childhood that I had, if, if I didn't have that, I probably would have been into this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just part of like my nature, but okay. So, whew, okay. So when I was 14, this may or may not have happened. And this is why I don't like talking about it because I actually don't have a recollection of it. I mean, I have a certain recollection of it, but I don't have like a full on recollection of it. I've actually done like regressions to see if maybe I could figure it out. And um, there's just parts of it that aren't, don't make sense to me my friend who was with me swears it happened but um so i lived on a i lived below a hill uh where boeing used to do experiments for nasa (laughs) there was a (laughs) there was a, a nuclear reactor there that they used for years and years it didn't tell anybody and then um it melted and it went into the groundwater oh gosh and so and it was really secret and now there's a cancer cluster there so i didn't know all this stuff was going on and there's a preface to i'm prefacing this to let you know what's going on so so i we used to go up to the hill all the time not knowing all this shit was happening up on top of this hill and we used to smoke up there (laughs) and drink up there because it was it was near my house and it was out in the middle of the woods Mm -hmm. right so we're like thinking cool well this one time we were up there me and my boyfriend who's still one of my very good friends uh like i was 14 at the time so but like we're like super good friends now and um we saw a light in the sky a a round light and it was moving really really fast and i remember the light and going what the hell is that that is not a helicopter that is not an airplane it's something though Mm -hmm. so he's like let's follow the light and i'm like okay so we went down this hill because you have to go up the hill to get to the boeing area we go down the hill we're following the light and we stop and we watch the light and we're sitting on top of his car going what the hell is that now according to him we got abducted according to him and i'm like i don't remember that part he's like really yeah we we lost a bunch of time and i'm Mm. like well, now that you say that, I don't remember going back down the hill. Oh, I remember being home. That's interesting. There's you were, big, you were given yes. uh, uh, cover um, memories <laughs> so or something like that. Uh, they're covering yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> there's, like, there's a big gap between watching the ball of light in front of us and me getting home. I remember getting. I remember being home. I remember leaving the car. I remember walking into the house but i can't for the life remember getting back down the hill that, that's um, a very classic alien abduction oh, scenario really? okay <laughs> well, n- not that one remembers and one doesn't that's not, not you know you don't hear that very much but um one can remember better than other the other i think but yeah that missing time in that you know it just everything that i've read and you know i've been into ufos as much as you know ghosts for as long as i can remember and that's just a very classic. <laughs> Mike, yeah. was in the, uh, Mike was in the Air Force, too, so he knows military oh, secrets. 
I don't know the great <laughs> secrets that I wish I knew, yeah, but I'm 10 kidding. years active duty Air Force, yeah. But yeah, but, yeah, but I had seen uh, three orange lights in the shape of a triangle go, oh my God. go from one end of the uh, horizon to the other. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I can't explain it, but it sure was exciting. I loved it, and I know I saw it. <laughs> Well, the reason why I bring that up is because so he, there's this whole other story with that because he he swears and he used to dream about being abducted all the time and stuff and it's weird because I used to have dreams about so I saw that movie um, Communion and I read the book and oh my god that movie streamer yeah perfect scared the shit out of me so hard and um, the idea of being taken kind of ruled my life for a little while where I was I'd wake up at three in the morning panicking because I thought somebody was at my door or in my in my room yeah so Could those have been fears coming out of what really might have happened i think so because yeah, he's okay. he would have dreams about it and he'd be like this is what happened i'd be like okay great awesome i don't believe you but cool um <laughs> so the reason why i'm bringing this up is because 14 is about the time that i started playing with ouija boards about the time i picked up tarot cards all of a sudden i was really into the paranormal like hard um, all of a sudden, I was really into being psychic. Um, I went to a creative school uh, where I could do any kind of art project I wanted. And so I found an old glass mirror. And I'm like, I want to make a Ouija board. I want to etch it. My teacher was like, go ahead. You know, you can do whatever you want. I just, I'm not going to look. And I'm like, fine. And so we, I turned it into a tabletop. Um, so I don't know what happened. I don't know if it happened or not, but I just know from that point on, things got really, like, my personality shifted, where all of a sudden I wanted to do all these paranormal things. I wanted to, they kind of encapsulated my life all of a sudden. Where and That's, okay, that's pretty. You were, you, were, you were just accepted into the paranormal family at that time, and let's yeah. experience what we can. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, it's weird too because my f my friend was saying um he's like don't you remember you wanted to like you wanted to be a journalist you wanted to write those were the things that you wanted to do and i'm like yeah i did and i i did a lot of that but it it wasn't as important as some of these other things that just felt like i needed to do them and then when when i was in my early 20s I started meeting people that like taught me how to read tarot, taught me how to be more psychic. Like all of a sudden, all these weird events started happening where, um, it, I, now looking back on it, I can see what it was in the time I was really confused. Like, why do I keep meeting people that are like hitting past lives that are, um, teaching me things about magic that are teaching me things about portals and things like that. And then, now looking back at them, like, oh yeah, that was all just like here, take this ability, here, do that, here, do that, here, do that. So I, I was kind of prepped, yeah. I guess. It's like in a the weird big, way. Go ahead, the I'm big, sorry. The big, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm I'm cutting in on you. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, it, it's like the beginning of your journey, and you've just continued forward since then. It's like, is you know, do you know what I mean? It's a, is that oh, like yeah. how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then it's just been game on ever since. Yeah. Has it? Or yeah. I mean, I've surpassed all my teachers essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's right. that's that's pretty much how it works. Um, 
Now, does it help me in my everyday life? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Hmm. <laughs> Is it an expensive hobby? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um. <laughs> Unfortunately, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Heather, I don't know how much time you, uh, if you can hang out for another like yeah. 15 minutes or so. I don't know However long you want. It's fine. Um, we can talk forever if you want. Oh, I know. We could. Trust me. We, we, <laughs> we could. Um, there's so much stuff I want to get to here. Uh, first, um, your podcast. Obviously, you have an interest and a passion in, in aliens, extraterrestrial life, UFOs, UAP, what have you. One of the things I did write down in my very professional notes here, I want your thoughts on what the heck is going on lately in the world with all of these balloons being shot down and uh, whatever you want to call them. I, mean, I don't think anything nefarious is going on, but uh, your thoughts on all of this. Oh, my goodness. I, I wrote something on Twitter the other day. I said the government is like the, when it comes to disclosure, the government is is like the abusive father we never wanted. It, it The gaslighting is crazy. It's like um, it didn't happen. It doesn't exist you didn't see it. It's a balloon. It's like, those are like, that's pretty much mm -hmm. it. I think something's going on. I don't think it's, people are like, oh my God, this is disclosure. I don't think, I don't think we'll ever get disclosure. Um, people are like, it's the end of the world. I don't think that either. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think that they're testing us to see what we'll do. I think some What's of up? it, I think it's some of it's espionage. Honestly, I think it's China. I think it's Russia. Um, sure. The one in Alaska that got shot, I'm like, Russia, right? Um, but they can't say Russia because that just, it's the whole thing. Yeah. And China, China's fine. Like, China can be spying on us. That's fine. But if Russia's spying on us, that's a whole thing. So I think it's some of it's espionage. But then I, I think some of it is just, I mean, a lot of people are saying it's, what is that, Blue Beam? Um, sure. Project Blue Beam. I don't think it's yeah. that either. Um, I, they wouldn't be so obvious about it if it was that. Um. I honestly think it's just, well, let's see what people do if we put this stuff out there. Let's see what happens if, yeah. Let's see people like. Let's just do a test and see. Right. That's kind of see, that's kind of that was my kind of vibe about it. Like you mentioned earlier, it's, it's too obvious to be like it's, you know, they're not very subtle. We'll put it that way. <laughs> so it right. seems a little bit too out there. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just a guy who hosts a podcast, so I have no idea. Yeah, but we kind of we have the pulse on the. I mean, the so this is what I love about doing a podcast and being boots on the ground. We have the pulse on what's actually going on. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing the research. We're the ones that are talking to people doing the research. I mean, I had a total dream scroll on on TikTok the other day, just watching all of the footage that people uh, filmed and talked about. Yeah, because I was like, okay, this is really interesting information. But go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I keep cutting in. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I, I, I no. Go ahead. I was. Uh, Mike's I'm, used I'm to it. No, he was. You, no, you I, caught I, him daydreaming. If, <laughs> no. if I look like I'm trying to uh, say something, do say I was just listening to my dogs and knowing if I. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Like I said, he has two massive or... dogs that like to pipe in every now and then. They've been pretty good today, though, Mike. They've been very, yeah. very good. Got a great Pyrenees and a German Shepherd, and they oh. love each other and they love to play. <laughs> I think sometimes too. We have clusters of things happening. Like, if you ever read Mothman Prophecies during that time period, mm. there were a lot of uh, UFO sightings. There were a lot of things happening around the world, tsunamis. There were a lot of, like, the bridge collapse. Like, there was all these little things that kept happening. Um, and there was a lot of stuff with MIBs. And um, 
people the injured cold thing like people seeing these these weird people um i kind of feel that we're having another one of those times where like there's this there's change gonna happen and during those like before those changes happen we do have this like cluster of weird phenomenon no, that makes sense. Uh, that was a good comparison there with the, you know the, the yeah. Mothman man story. You know all the and, and those those could be things that go happen. back centuries of like these mm-hmm. things happening and you know at historically, and it's just continues on. Yeah. Heather, can you? Another thing that I wrote down uh, again on my extremely professional notes here. You're, 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 I'm <laughs> shaking them right there. I'll show um, your notes. It, uh, show how it. <laughs> well, no, because only I can read them right now. Only I, I can know, read these things. So I do notes too. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not even writing English. You know, I, I have good handwriting, but when I take down notes for an interview, I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> um, what I did write down here is something that you had uh, implied um, or maybe perhaps suggested are some of the most common misconceptions about psychics and, you know, psychic ability. Uh, take it away. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts on that. I have a whole uh, PowerPoint presentation on that, like literally. Um, okay, 